Hello and welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast with me, your host, Troy Francis, coming at you from live in London town, or at least it's not live because this is pre-recorded, but you know what I'm saying. I'm sitting here, I'm speaking to you, this lovely audio is going into your ears right now. Okay, and this is actually uh, a historic episode of the podcast because I'm actually for the first time ever recording this as a video because last week somebody a very kind commentator wrote under the audio podcast which I always upload to YouTube that I should be doing video because I would get more hits and views if I do video because obviously YouTube is a video uh, platform and it makes a lot of sense and he's absolutely right of course he is I've just been kind of lazy in a way, I suppose, because I've just been recording the audio, sticking it up on YouTube uh, and also sticking it up on the other podcast platforms. And it occurred to me when I was thinking about this comment that, of course, what I could actually do and probably what I should be doing is simply to record the podcast as a video and then take the audio from that and put it onto the other platforms like SoundCloud and iTunes and so on and so forth. So that's what I'm doing. So we're trialing this today. Uh Let's see how it goes. But the advantage for you, dear viewer, is that not only do you get to hear my dulcet tones while I'm doing this audio, but you also get to see my beautiful face at the same time. So it's a win-win, whichever way you look at it. Um, that being said, what we're going to be talking about today is the sexual market place again and sexual market value within that and five ways in which women evaluate or judge your sexual market value and they're not all what you think so you need to know this you need to be cognizant of this if you want to gain success in the dating marketplace so valuable content coming up stay tuned you're going to love this it's going to be really really useful for you as we go into fall and as i made clear on a video that I put out to my VIP patrons the other day. If you want to join my VIP group, hit the link below. Um, we're going into fall now. Summer is is over. Summer has died and the leaves are turning brown and yellow on the trees and all that good stuff. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because actually what you tend to find in cities and big metropolitan centers is that while everyone's away for the summer, as soon as fall comes in, it's kind of it's kind of back to school, it's back to work, it's got that new term feel about it. And that's good news because it means the city is the cities are busier, it means there's more people around, and it means there's more opportunities for you in your dating life. So it's all good. And now is the time that if you've been taking it a little bit easier over summer, and look, I know we've all had a tough year. I know it's been kind of crazy, what with uh the virus and lockdowns and so on and so forth. But if you've been taking it a little bit easy, then now really is the time to redouble your efforts and to consider this stuff because this quarter of the year as we go into Christmas is really one of the best in terms of the dating marketplace generally. Okay, so with all of that being said, let's turn our attention to the, uh, the, the issue at hand, which is these uh, different ways in which women will evaluate your dating sexual market value. And I've got them written down here. The only other thing to say, by the way, is that I'm also sending out an email on this later where I'll go into more detail in writing. So if you're not on my free email list already, I would encourage you to get on it. 
as I say, completely free of charge. I send out emails most days, Monday to Friday. It's usually an article about dating or about game or, or, or mindset or charisma or some combination of the above. The link's below. Get onto that email list, and it's a great way for me to be able to keep in contact with you and to keep getting this content out to you. And also, do hit subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on another provider, head over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell. Really helps me out in terms of growing the audience and putting out this free content for you. Okay, enough of that. So, what are the different ways in which women will judge your sexual market value? Okay, well, the first one, and I'm sorry to say this, guys, and the the black pill dudes are going to be cackling and rubbing their hands in glee at the back. Your looks, your height, and your physique make a big difference in terms of your sexual market value. And she is going to judge you on those things. Okay? So it's often said in this space that dating coaches or date content creators, dating roaches, as I believe the term is now, by detractors, that we shy away from this notion that looks are important and that the message is, don't worry about looks, bro, it's fine. You know, just learn these six lines and, you know, you'll get your Victoria's Secret model and it's all going to be good. Um, but that's not true. And nothing could be further from the, the case, at least as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'm very upfront about the fact that looks do matter. Looks do make a difference. I think where we differ with some of these more black pill type people is the degree to which we believe they matter and the degree to which we believe that the way that you look, your physical presentation can be overcome by other qualities. I would say people in the dating coach camp believe that other factors are potentially even things that can override how you look. Whereas other people will argue, no, no, it's all, it's all looks. Um, that's all that matters. If you're not six foot seven and a chad and you know, you've got that V V shaped taper and all the rest of it, then you may as well go and die in a cave somewhere because your life's over. And that is not what I believe. And that's not my experience of life on this planet. So that's where I'm coming from. But looks undoubtedly do matter. Okay. So that being said, what do you do about it? Now, I am not the kind of person who's a looks max guy, but I am a, a looks optimization guy, if you like. So I'm never going to be creating videos here where I'm saying, yeah, man, just go to Bolivia, you know, get some plastic surgery, get some, get your, I don't know, your spine broken and then some some bits added so you get taller, you know, get your jaw restructured or this kind of thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not going down that route. That's just not my vibe. However, I do advise that you do everything that's reasonably within your power to look as good as you possibly can. And of course, the things that you can do are pretty obvious. Uh, and I've got a list of them here. So let me read them to you. Um, you know, working out at the gym, lifting, you know, go and go and lift. I mean, even I lift and it, I know it doesn't look like it, but even I lift, um, it, it, you know, Enough has been said about lifting elsewhere, so I don't need to go into detail here. But it, it, it's great, both in terms of your physique, but also in terms of your mental state as well. But lifting regularly. And what I'm finding at the moment, by the way, because I've, I've been going to the gym for years, right? Um, but I've been a bit haphazard about what I've 
done there. And just recently, I've started to get a bit more geeky about it. I'm carrying a notebook with me. I'm making a note of the reps that I'm doing, the weights that I'm doing, all of this kind of thing. And what can be, what is measured can be influenced, right? What is measured can be improved. And I think measuring what you're doing is really important. That's just my little, I mean, God, if you're going to take fitness advice from me, then, you know, um, God help you. But uh, that's my little nugget of advice because I've certainly been finding that uh, particularly helpful recently. Uh, cardio, I like a bit of cardio as well. I mean, the, the key thing here really is being lean. And uh, at the Rule Zero Live event at the weekend, John MLD made a really good point, which I think is not made enough, which is if you look at the physique of guys in boy bands, you know, the most desired guys on the planet, really. I mean, even think of someone like Justin Bieber. These guys don't tend to be the massive roid head, you know, huge dudes that people online seem to think that you've got to be. They actually tend to be quite almost skinny, but certainly lean. Okay. And I think leanness is is more attractive in most cases to women than being huge, being, being yoked or um, swole or whatever word you want to use. So bear that in mind. And, you know, cardio for me as well, great for the old mental health. Um, so I really love a bit of cardio. But anyway, you know, you want to be keeping uh, lean and trim. Uh, skincare routine, you know, goes without saying. Great grooming, hairstyle, you know, are you looking at those things? Are you keeping yourself looking sharp? Wearing fashionable clothes, wearing well-fitting clothes. Uh, nice shoes, dental care, tooth whitening wearing a nice cologne. I mean, look, none of this stuff is rocket science. It's all pretty obvious. But the point that I'm making is that you need to attend to these basics because why wouldn't you, right? I mean, why why wouldn't you try and look as good as you can? And it's kind of crazy for me because sometimes when I've been doing face-to-face uh, -face coaching with guys where I'm meeting up with the guy in person and doing an assessment and then taking him out and um, getting him into some social interactions – which is something that I do, inquire below. Um, no, email me, try at Real Try Francis, if that's something you're interested in. If I'm in your uh, vicinity, we can sort something out. But the point is that sometimes I'll coach guys and the guy will turn up and he, you know, frankly, doesn't look great. He hasn't maximized his potential in terms of how he looks. And sometimes these men will think, well, all I have to do is, you know, learn these magic techniques, learn these magic sort of, dating techniques and then everything will be cool and I don't have to make that effort in terms of how I look but that's just not true right I mean yes there are things you can learn in terms of social dynamics yes there are techniques that you can learn to to optimize your outcomes or your potential outcomes but for god's sake you want to look good as well right I mean you want to be ticking all of the boxes why just tick one of the boxes when you could be ticking all five of the boxes, for example, you know, like you, you may as well. There's no, there's no like conspiracy here. There's no like sense that, you know, in the media, we're told that women like looks, but actually really they don't. If you just do these magic things, I mean, of course they do. That's why if you look at a show like Love Island or you look at, you know, male movie stars, or as I say, um, guys in boy bands and things like this, you know, marketing of male aesthetics to women is in full flow. And you can see just from the media, the kinds of things that they like. So it makes sense 
you know, it's a no-brainer, really, for you just to try to get yourself as near to that as you possibly can. And I admit that it's different for all of us. We all come from different starting points with this stuff. I mean, I am of average height, I would say. I'm of average looks. Whatever. Well, okay, fine. But what are you going to do? Are you going to just say, all right, well, I, I give up. I'm just going to lie in a ditch and, you know, allow the crows to peck me to death. Or are you going to say, well, look, I mean, you know, I've been dealt the hand I've been dealt. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to try and get a cool haircut. I'm going to keep myself well-groomed. I'm going to use nice products. You know, I'm going to try and keep my skin looking fresh. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to get enough sleep. You know, all of that good stuff. You might as well do those things because why let yourself down in one area when you're working hard in other areas to, to pull yourself up, if, if that makes sense. The second thing that she will judge you on is your confidence. Now, this gets talked about a lot. And obviously, on the dating apps, uh, women will often put things like, you know, I like a, a man who is confident. And it's absolutely true. Confidence is attractive. Because after all, right, she is looking for somebody who is going to be able to, to handle himself. She's looking for somebody who is able to, to hold his own. And again, I'm not saying that this is easy because I came from a position of being very unconfident, having very, very low self-esteem as a young man. And I often would say it's not even low self-esteem. I actually disliked myself. I actually hated myself. I hated the way that I looked. I hated my physicality. Uh, I didn't regard myself as being cool. Therefore, I didn't wear cool clothes. You know, and I had zero, zero confidence in, in most social interactions. I mean, yes, I had a few friends and I was able to interact okay with them. But in general, um, I was hopeless in social situations. And I told the story already uh, in, a, in a video about how one time I was at Oxford University and a girl started a conversation with me. I was having dinner in the, uh, <clears throat> in the lunchroom. A girl tried to start a conversation with me and I, was, I wasn't even able to answer her because I had such low confidence, okay? So I came from a position, a very, very low baseline with this stuff. And yet I think today, few people would accuse me of being unconfident, of lacking in confidence. Now, what they perhaps don't know is that underneath it all, I can still lack confidence sometimes, or at least I, I find big social situations sometimes quite wearing. I don't always particularly want to go into them, but I'm able to do it because I've learned the skills. Okay. And this is the great thing because looks, height, and um, physique, some of those things are tough to change, although I believe that you can influence all of them. Even height, because you can wear shoes that are, you know, give you a little bit of advantage in that area. You can influence those things to a certain extent. But the rest of the things on this list that I'm going through now, you can absolutely 100% influence and you can improve. And that will dial up your sexual market value as far as the women that you want to interact with are concerned. So yeah, going back to confidence, it's a learned skill. It's something that you can improve, okay? And I know that because I've done it myself. I mean, I'm sitting here now doing these uh, live streams sometimes and I'm getting people coming on and disparaging me and criticizing me. I mean, years ago, 
when I was an adolescent in my early 20s, I wouldn't have been able to deal with that. I would have been too crushed with that kind of negative feedback that you get when you're a content creator, when you're putting yourself out there. It, it kind of comes with the territory, right? These days, it's kind of water off a duck's back because I've learned the necessary skills. So my message to you, if you're listening to this and you're you know, very unconfident, you find it hard, it, you, you can surmount those feelings you can climb the mountain and get to a place where you are you are more confident and that's really a lot of what i deal with in my content if you look at the youtube channel and the articles that i send out for my on my email subscriber list and so on and so forth i can really help you with that because as i say that's something that i've been through myself that's something that i've had to handle myself and i've come through that successfully okay number three is dominance both with her and with other people as well and other guys okay and this is something that's talked about even if you go back to the game by neil strauss and mystery method the requirement to have social dominance and to be able to hold your own with other people in the social situation including other men in the in the social situation is really really important and if you can do that then you will be seen to be attractive to her she will rate you higher in terms of your sexual market value. Why is that? Well, like I was saying before, I mean, clearly, you know, she wants somebody who can handle themselves. She doesn't want somebody who's going to roll over and start crying if she is, you know, creates a fuss or something like that. You know, she wants somebody who is who is able to handle himself, who is in control of his emotions and who's able to make things happen. And dominance in a group, and particularly dominance where there are other guys around as well, is key to that because... If you're able to, to handle yourself in that situation, then that indicates that you are going to be somebody who's going to be able to protect her, somebody who's going to be able to fight for her interests in a notional kind of a you know future together. Now, of course, I, I know that you may just you may be looking for something short term. You're not trying to marry her or anything else. That's fine. Nevertheless, it still uh, flicks that attraction switch. So learning to be dominant really key in social situations. How do you do it? Well, building on the confidence, of course. Dominance comes through confidence. You can't really be dominant if you're not confident. I suppose you can, arguably, you could say there are men who are insecure and they're very dominant with their partners, but that's a very toxic thing. And that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about being a tyrant or anything like that. I'm just talking about being somebody who can hold their own and hold the line. Okay, in, in circumstances that can sometimes be trying. And that's absolutely something that you can learn to do. Again, it's something that I've had to learn over the years. It's taken a long time, not saying it's easy, but it is doable. Okay. Um, so again, you can you can get there with dominance. And one of the first things is just realizing that it's a requirement at all. You know, just understanding this stuff, just understanding that that will make you more attractive is a good starting point because that's a place that you can take off from. Then you think, right, okay, so I understand now that I need to, to show this sense of dominance when I'm in social situations um, and, and, and with the women that I'm attracted to. Okay, fine, I can work on it. And then you can come to, to my channel and you can watch the videos or you can see, you know, maybe do a coaching session or whatever it is. Um, and you can increase your ability in that area. So dominance, uh, really huge, really key. What is next? Let's have a look. I've just got a wonderful text message from somebody. Hang on, hang on. Um, what is next? 
Verbal dexterity. Okay, this is a favorite of mine because it's something that I admire in other people. I've always loved language. I've always loved words. I've always loved verbosity. Uh, I've shared elsewhere that I'm reading all of Shakespeare at the moment, and that's partly just a personal project because it was something that I wanted to do. But in a small way, it's it has the advantage, it has the benefit of being able to study Shakespeare's language, all of those great speeches, all of those great soliloquies that the characters make. Um, and reading, actually, is one good way of helping to improve your verbal dexterity because you need to understand language and you need to become comfortable with language. In fact, you need to fall in love with language, really. But when you think about seducers from Casanova all the way through to Russell Brand and beyond, they are people who have been very good verbally and they've been able to enchant and bewitch through language, okay? And you may have heard the quote that's attributed to Voltaire. I don't know if it was actually Voltaire who said this, but it's attributed to him that give he said, give me 10 minutes and I can talk away my ugly face and seduce the Queen of France. So he's expressing the idea that even though he's he may be physically unattractive, if you give him a bit of time, he's going to be able to talk his way into seducing a high-value woman, or I mean, I suppose the implication is his, he could seduce any any woman with his verbal dexterity. So this is something that is important, and it's something you need to consider. And there are ways and means that you can improve this. Again, as you get more confident and as you become more socially dominant, it's going to increase anyway because you're going to censor yourself less. And one of the big problems that most people have, myself included, in, in a social situation or when we're standing in front of a beautiful woman is that we censor ourselves in terms of what we're saying. We censor ourselves in terms of what we want to express. And actually, if we just let ourselves go, then we would appear much more verbally dexterous than perhaps we do otherwise. The reason that we get tongue-tied and we can't think what to say next and we're nervous and like, oh my God, um, is because we are censoring ourselves. You know, we're holding something back. This is why people that do things like uh, Coke or they, they drink or whatever, um, this is why those people are really good in social situations. And I'm not advising that you do those things. Um, but... Um, you know, if you look at people who've taken some sort of narcotic or, or, or they've drunk a lot, they could be great in social situations in that short term because they're, they're not censoring themselves. They're uninhibited. They're just letting it go. OK, and that's what we need to do. But without using intoxicating substances, OK, we need to teach ourselves to do that. <clears throat> and there are ways of doing it. One of the ways of doing it is to go to an improv class. Another way of doing it may be to study acting. You know, I mean, these are things that have been suggested before. I did some improv classes a couple of years ago. A lot of fun. I would say if you're looking to really maximize your dating skills, then, you know, they don't replace actually going and talking to, to girls. You know, you've still got to do that. But, you know, an, an improv class can be really good. Um, watching stand-up comedians is a good way. You know, another thing that you can do at home is that you can record yourself on a video like this. You could record a video of yourself talking about a subject for, say, a minute. You could set your timer on your phone for like one minute and then you could pick a random word and make a video where you're talking about that random word for a minute. OK, or just the audio if you want. 
just record your, yourself doing audio. Doing that as an exercise, if you did that every day for a month, how much better do you think you're going to be at thinking of things on the fly to say? Okay, so, you know, you got that. And the other method, which is the method that you should be doing anyway, is just going out there and having conversations with as many people as possible. Because when you have a conversation, a conversation is almost like a tennis match in a way. You know, like the ball is struck and it flies over the net. And then the aim is to keep the ball in the air. And, you know, when the when the ball's been struck and it's flying at you and you're there holding the bat, you know, you've got to keep that ball in the air. Otherwise, you're going to lose. So it's like that with a conversation. You're, you put yourself on the line when you inter enter into a conversation with somebody and you're compelled by the rules of the game, by the rules of the social game, the conversation, to keep that ball in the air. So it just exercises that muscle. And the more that you do it, the better and the more adept you're going to become at doing it. But I would really try to study language. I would try to fall in love with language. You know, I mean, remember the cliches about the silver-tongued seducer, the poet, you know, the Shakespearean character, um, Romeo standing outside Juliet's balcony and, you know, speaking up to her in iambic pentameters and making her fall in love with him. I mean, this stuff is cliched for a reason because the power of language is very, very strong. And if you can harness it... Uh, then you are going to profit as a result of doing that. So again, something to consider, something to look at, something to to, to work on um, because it really will pay, pay dividends for you. Uh, and then, okay, right. Finally, passion. Now, I talked about this a lot. I've talked about The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. Um, in that book, he talks about various attributes of charisma if you like and one of those is fervency and i would say fervency is almost synonymous with passion really in this context that is to say you know do you care about something are you you know do, do you have you got something that's going on behind the eyes i mean i think one of the problems in this dating environment for guys is that a lot of guys are and a lot of women as well, are just too samey. You know, they don't really, there's nothing really going on. They don't care about anything. They don't have a passion. They don't have that vehemency, okay? And if you've got that, and it doesn't matter what it's for, it could be climate change. It could be the environment. It could be playing in an orchestra. It could be writing symphonies. It could be building a house. It could be taking your van around the world. You know, like it could be waterboarding. I mean, all of these different things. Um Water skiing, I probably should have said not waterboard, not waterboarding like the, uh, the the Gitmo waterboarding. I mean, like you know, it could be a water sport of some kind, or just just whatever it is, right? Do you have that passion? Do you have that vehemency? Okay, people that have it are, are attractive. Okay, they're magnetic because so few people do. A lot of people are just drifting through life, watching Netflix, bloody bloody blah, blah, whatever. Um, and, you know, you need to break out of that. You need to be somebody who's distinct from that. You need to stand out from the damn crowd. And being passionate, having passions in your life, and upholding those passions is really crucial in terms of achieving that. So if you get those things uh, sorted, if you look at, if you look at those, those elements, and I'll just repeat them again now to finish up, um, your looks, height, and physique, there, you can't do... You can't completely change those, but there are things that you can do to help with those, to improve those. Your confidence is definitely something that can be can be increased, can be worked on. Your dominance, again, 
definitely something that you can increase, that you can improve. Um, your verbal dexterity, something you can work on. And your passion, something that you can acquire. Those are five key ways in which women will determine your sexual market value. Now, if you want your sexual market value to be higher, recognize that you have influence over those things, that you can work on them, that you can change and improve them, and start pointing yourself in the right direction today. Because why would you not? You know, none of these things are impossible. Like I said, some of them are more difficult than others, but none of them are impossible. So the trick now is for you to say, okay, right, I understand this. I want to improve my SMB and I'm going to work on these areas a little bit every day, just getting 1% better every day. That's all you need to do. In three months time, in six months time, just think where you're going to be, okay? So concentrate on those things. Work on them. If you need any help, reach out to me. Drop a comment in the, in the um, comment section below if you're watching this on YouTube or drop me an email, troy at realtroyfrancis.com. And uh, yeah, let's crack on and let's make this fall a very prolific and enjoyable time for everyone. Okay, that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you like this uh, new format for the podcast. Give me a like if you're on YouTube. Do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notifications bell. Sign up for my free daily email. The link is below. You can also support me on Patreon. The link is below. And if you'd like to read my writings on dating and the dating marketplace and so on, then grab Renegade Dating Blueprint, my collection of 11 books. The link is also below. I'll see you guys again very soon. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Bye-bye.